Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Today we have a special guest, Dr. Ian McLeod, a local Savannah physician and expert investor. In this episode, he talks about his experience with the stock market and how to get in the game if you're new at investing. Let's listen in now as Amy interviews Dr. McLeod about some stock market basics and how to decide when to make the leap into the market. Happy New Year! It's New Year's Eve! Happy New Year, Amy. How are you doing? This is our last podcast of 2021, and I'm just, we're going to learn a little bit today about investing. I don't know if our listeners do the whole stock market thing. I don't know if we've got more women or men. I never know. It's interesting. And I'm actually never on this side. That's always Rebecca, but I'm going to do my best, my best to kind of um, talk a little bit about this. Ian, tell me a little bit about your experience with investing and kind of how long have you been doing it? Well, um, I'm a physician and so, um, that's my main career job, but, um, my passion is, uh, finances and investing and have been doing that. Let's see, I'm 50. And, uh, so I started probably in my early twenties. So almost 30 years, 25, 30 years of uh, investing experience, which kind of started out, um, getting interested through my, my dad, my father, uh, obviously had uh, investment knowledge and enjoyed the market and following it. And so I'd see him looking at charts and doing things and he got us interested in it. And uh, yeah, you learn a lot along the way. It's a definitely a learning experience, but something that pretty much anybody can do with time. So my son, my middle son is actually a finance major. Mm -hmm. And I remember about a year or so ago, he got into, um, got a fidelity account. I think that's who he used and he got into some investing some as well. So I always got to enjoy listening to, you know, what they were doing. Actually, both of my sons got into investing and watching the ups and downs, and they would go a little rogue on some of their um, choices that were really some high-risk yeah. stuff. I guess there was that big Reddit thing mm-hmm. last year with the AMC and GameStop. Anyway, they were all invested in all of that, which I found interesting. They both got out to the positive, but I thought it was interesting. Um, but they did use a lot of terms about investing. So what are some of the terms that, um, that are associated with the mark with the stock market and, you know, that maybe our listeners may not understand? Well, I mean, there's certainly a lot of terminology that, that comes along with the game. Um, but basically, you know, the stock market's comprised of, of companies and, and that's the bottom line. Um, so, so when you buy a stock, you're, you're purchasing a piece of that company. That's how you have to think about it. And so uh, the market has different indexes. Um, the Dow is probably the, uh, the, the, the biggest well-known one. You, you hear that on Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Index. So that's the Dow. The Dow is comprised of the 30 um, kind of most prominent companies uh, that the stock exchange kind of selects and, and maintains. Um, and those those. 30 can change from time to time, but um, they're recognized as uh, the, the leading companies that build that index up. And so then you have the S&P, uh, the Standard & Poor's, and, and so that the S&P 500 is really, that's, your, that's an investor's gauge to the market. That's, that's seen as the benchmark uh, from which uh, investors try to either beat the S&P or not. Um, and that's the top... 500 companies, uh, or it's made of 500 companies that, that make up the, uh, the S&P. Um, 
then you have your your um, Nasdaq, which is your you know technology driven type type uh, companies, um, and then small caps are, are comprising the uh, the Russell 2000. So those are your fa- four main indexes. I would say there, there's there's others, um, but those are the four main ones uh, that you need to be familiar with. So there's really only 30 companies that make up the Dow? Yeah, 30 companies. Really? I had no idea. Yep. Uh, you see that big number, and I can see, you know, obviously it keeps growing and growing. I had no idea that was only built out of 30 companies. Yeah, so companies. for instance, you may have heard this past year, I think ExxonMobil moved out of the Dow, and now Tesla, I think, is one of the new oh, wow. uh, 30 companies that are in the Dow. So I think a lot of people think of stock market as high-risk um, and then, of course, I always think about if I'm not interested in high risk, my thought always goes to kind of that whole idea of buying bonds. I don't know why I'm thinking like bonds being conservative. I'm not really super, you know, knowledgeable in this. But, you know, for people who um, feel intimidated by risk, is there really an option to get into the stock market? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people think of the market as gambling. Um, and yes, that's true uh, to some degree if you have no experience and you uh, blindly just buy, uh, say, a stock tip from your best friend uh, or you get involved in the Reddit schemes and <laughs> you'd say, hey, GameStop's on fire and yeah, buy GameStop, you know. So yeah, you can get burned. Absolutely. Markets go up and down. That's the, that's the nature of the beast. Um, but the more investment knowledge you have going in um you know and there's ways to play it safe initially you don't have to be speculative or you know do some of these things that uh these high speculators are doing Uh, you can play the market safe we know we know over time if you look at the trend of the market over time you know again the the person who's in the market is winning right so you know and, and it's all dependent on when you get in and when you get out so do you feel like you have to have a lot of money to get into the market or can you start small? What, you know, what, for a first time investor or maybe a young investor, what do you recommend having pulled together to kind of get into the market? Yeah. I mean, anyone can start. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, because, uh, way back when you, you, you had to have like certain stocks cost a certain amount of money, right? And you can only buy like, like Tesla. Let's take that for example. Tesla's running what 1100 uh, a share right now so you'd have to have 1100 dollars to buy one share of tesla right but um now you can buy fractional shares oh really uh, yeah on robin hood uh, they allow you to buy uh, fractional shares a lot of large brokerage firms will allow that now too so uh you really don't have to have a certain amount of money to to be able to start investing it's really uh allocating a certain percentage of your um your finances to investing. And, and I'd recommend starting out, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15% uh, should be what people, you know, should be striving to save and invest in the market. So do you, I mean, personally, do you have like a stock broker that you use or do you do your own investing? I mean, do you, cause like I said, my son's got like a fidelity account and I don't think they were, they didn't have to go through a broker. I don't think, I think they could pick and buy and sell their own stocks within you know, within what they were, I guess they had an app. I really is, is what yeah. I think. Yeah. There's, there's, there's several large brokerage firms. So Fidelity's one Schwab is another, um, you know, so you, it, whoever you want to go with is, is really, you know, do your research, but they, they're all going to allow you to do, uh, pretty much the same thing, which is, which is trade stocks, trade mutual funds, trade ETFs, 
Um, and uh, for, for the most part, pretty much all of them have waived all their fees now. They used to charge, that used to be the differentiating factor of who you go with is how much, what are their service charges, their fees, oh, right, to trade. So it used to be anywhere from 6 to $8 per transaction. So oh, when wow. you go to buy a stock, your you know six or eight dollars is on that exchange is going going to pay the brokerage right, um, but now those commission fees have have gone to zero um, because now it's a it's a competitive field and 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 those brokerage firms don't need that money anymore they make it on other ways um, so so yeah it's it's whoever you want to go with whatever site uh, you feel comfortable with that that is um, easy to use. So I, so my, my children, I remember them, like I said, they got involved in this about a year ago and, you know, they were like, we want to be day traders. That's not what you're talking about, right? Well, let's talk about that. I mean, there's, there's, uh, in the investing world, when you say in an investor, there, there, there's different terms. So an investor, uh, implies, um, kind of you're in it more for the long term. Okay. So these are people who invest in companies and you're, you're staying in those stocks, uh, for, you know, anywhere from three to five years, let's say. Um, that's kind of the longer-term investment strategy. Then you've got um, swing traders, okay? So that's a term where, you know, you've got people who uh, do this quite a bit where they're, they're in a stock only for, say, several weeks or months, and then they're out. And then you've got day traders, and that's your people who are totally live and breathe this stuff they don't have other jobs. They sit all day uh, at a screen. They're looking at stocks constantly, and they're buying one morning, and they're selling the same day at the end of the day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, like I said, I found it interesting talking with my sons, you know, during that whole Reddit, GameStop, AMC, and there was a nut, there were two other companies, I feel like, that were kind of involved in, in the Robin Hood thing, kind mm-hmm. of, there was this, he stopped trading, and my children were talking about uh, it. Some were crypto, like Dogecoin, ah. went through the roof, yeah, and, and that was one of them. One was a motor, was a mo- mobile company or something, anyway, I, I found it interesting, but they were, you know, they were watching, and it was kind of going haywire mm-hmm. minute by minute it seems like and so they were one minute they were it was like up and then the next minute it was crash and then it was rebounding i thought it was seemed like a for somebody for like me who's really very high risk mm-hmm. um it seemed like it was just like a jungle out there i don't know so i just i just think yeah. it's interesting the, depending on what you're you know what you consider personally everybody's what you kind of consider your where you sit in the risk category what right. you're saying, it sounds like, is there's a place for everybody. Yeah, yeah. If you want that 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 thrill of high speculation and a stock shooting up a hundred percent in a day, um, yeah, by all means, you know, join join that party. But uh, in the long run, yeah, you got to be willing to risk whatever money you're putting on the table. So you know, if you're a more conservative investor, you're like, okay, that's not for me. I'm in this for the long term, one to three years or three to five years. And I'm going to buy a company that I know is uh, producing uh, profit. Uh, they have cash flow in the bank. They've got uh, strong fundamentals. And this company's growing. Um, and so you're investing in the future growth of that company. And, um, you know, so again, it, it, it can be as risky as you want or as conservative as you want. And either way, you got to be willing to lose money. But in the end, it's it's the strategy that's important. So, do you do a lot of research on the stocks you buy? I mean, do you watch like the all the 
TV shows about, you know, trading or where do you, you know, how do you know what you want to buy? What do you use as kind of your resources to figure out what your next buy-in is going to be? Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of people who get excited about researching fundamentals and companies and, you know, uh, that's their thing. They're, they're looking at uh, all the, the, uh, the numbers, you know, for a company and what their future growth is projected. But that takes a lot of time. Again, I'm a physician, so I, I, I'm a busy man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly um, tied up in, in patient care and the hospital, and that's where my focus is. Um, so, again, I need a strategy that uh, makes – it's the easy button, I call it, um, where uh, I pay a service who has – the people and the staff that um, do all the research and, and look at these companies. And then I make a decision, okay, is this a company that I think is, you know, do I agree with them? And, and, um, and so I, I have a service that I, I use and they, they provide the stock picks and the ideas. And then me as an investor, it's my choice whether or not I want to jump on board. So is that just something like you pay a monthly fee to be part of, or do you pay commissions to, or is it, how does that structure work? Yeah, there's several inver- investing services that do this. Um, and again, I've, I've, I've done numerous ones, um, and they, and they all have a monthly service fee that you pay. And, okay. um, yeah, it's, they're pretty, pretty standard. You can get lifetime memberships. So I do have a lifetime membership with the one I currently have, um, because I've found it's, it's a very good one. It's very, very reliable. So do you think there's any time that's too late to get in the market? I mean, you've, you know, say your midlife, I mean, obviously you just said you turn fit, you're 50, I'm turning 50 here in the next six months. And. Um, you know, so I, I guess that meets us midlife. Um, but maybe you've only saved on low, you know, low risk mutual funds. Is it too late to jump into the market at 50? It's never too late. Um, you know, again, I, I look at, uh, investing in the stock market as a, uh, stream of passive income. So as a business owner, um, yes, your business, you want to grow it. You want that to eventually become passive income for you. But the stock market's the same thing. And if you, you think about it as a, as a business or as a stream of passive income, um, it's pretty easy because you don't have to do a ton of work um, to, to, to grow your money. Um, you, you do have to be knowledgeable. Uh, but again, you, if you start conservatively and you just start allocating money on a regular basis, um, again, the history proves that, that the stock market grows. Yes, there's bad years, there's bear markets that happen, but if you're willing to weather those storms um, and, and you continue to invest even through those storms, you're going to end up doing fine in the end. So have you ever had a big loss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's been big <laughs> losses and, and you learn from those losses just, just in anything. Um, I mean, again, you, I think we tend to learn more from our mistakes than we do from our successes. I agree. And so when you, when you have those losses, it's a, it's a learning experience and, and, you know, you realize, okay, well, you realize what you did wrong or you're like, I'm not going to do that again. And so, yeah, it, it, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a process. Okay. I mean, I remember my kids like, well, it's just a loss on paper. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it seems like a loss because it was money. Right. But I mean, I guess. Well, again, the, the key is minimizing your losses, minimizing your risk and your losses, right? So again, you never bet all your eggs in one basket. And so again, part of investing is, is, is diversification. You know, you never want to put all your money in, in one stock or one ETF or one mutual fund. You want to diversify. It's and not so all in cryptocurrency for you. Not, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think anyone investing 
exclusively in cryptocurrency is taking Be nice to my a, listeners. A extreme risk. Okay. But again, <laughs> if that's you, if you love that thrill and you're willing to risk it uh, and lose it, then, then sure, by all means do it. But, and, and do I believe crypto's something you should not invest in? No, I, I own crypto. I own crypto and I own crypto miners. Um, but again, it's a percentage of my portfolio. It's it's two percent. Okay. So again, <laughs> not the big you know, egg. Your high speculation uh, products. Yes, it's okay to invest in them, but you have to know where your risk limit is. And for me, you know, two three percent, I'm willing to risk that in crypto because it does quite well. I mean, I, I guess it, it makes the news all the time. You can see, and they'll come up with some new cryptocurrency that comes out and yeah. I can't hardly keep up with them, but I'll see them come through when I, you know, jump onto my news app and kind of see what's kind of going on around the day. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem, you know, the market seems like it's, you know, even with all the losses that I guess it took in 2020 have rebounded plus some mm -hmm. since then. Oh yeah. We're, we're closing the year. Today's the last trading day of the year. And, um, yeah, the markets, I think the Dow has posted something like 20-something percent gain for the year, the S&P even more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've had a good year despite the economic difficulties and, and COVID. So do you think, so, I mean, I guess this is, this is going to age me a little bit. So my favorite um, investing movie of all times is called Trading Places. And it's mm -hmm. all, you know, about, you know, buying low and selling high, I guess. And if the market is high like it is, is it still a good opportunity for a new investor to get in? Do you, do you, you don't want to wait till it drops. You, do you just jump on in? Yeah, well, that's, that's a decision uh, any, any investor needs to make on their own. I mean, again, you know, par part, of, part of playing the market is timing. But the thing is, if you're always on the sidelines waiting for the best moment, you may have passed a good opportunity to get in if it still keeps going higher. So, so again, that's where knowledge comes into play, knowledge of market cycles and, and tech, technical indicators on charts and things like that. But if you don't have that knowledge, really, any time is a good time to get in. You just got to be, you have to understand that you may be getting in at a top, and so to not panic or give in when the market turns and goes down, instead you continue added money, uh, and you're you're getting a better opportunity to uh, to get in as the market's going down. Okay. You just can't panic. It's really it's 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 an emotions game, uh, and that's what I've learned <laughs> over time. It, you know, the tendency is to panic and sell as the market's going down, and the tendency is to buy more and more as the market's going higher. That's the exact opposite of what you should do. So you have to, you almost have to be a robot about this and not let your emotions get into it and just know long-term everything's going to be fine and you should see declines in the market as buying opportunities. Okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, like I said, I, I've watched my boys do it. Um, are there any kind of resources that you recommend that you would, you know, you can, you can name, we don't have any sponsors here, so none of, nothing that we yeah, recommend is sponsor based or anything, but is there any, you know, tools of the trade or things that you recommend to our listeners that might make some of this easier for them? Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta start learning some of this, um, you know, this nomenclature and terms and just, if you want just broad knowledge about the market in general and kind of what's a stock and what's an ETF and what's a mutual fund, what are small caps? Um, 
you know, Investopedia is probably one of the best sites I've come across that, that gives investors really good knowledge, um, about those terms and, and, and about investing in general. Um, you know, you'll find stuff on there like, you know, okay, what, what is a small cap, right? A small cap is, is basically a, a company or a, a stock, uh, yeah, a company that, that has a market capitalization of, of 300 million to $2 billion. So that's a company that doesn't sound small, but, but it is in, in the business world. Um, and then your mid caps are, are, you know, companies that, that earn 2 billion to, to 10 billion. Oh, wow. Um, and then your large caps, you know, that's your companies like Apple and Microsoft and Tesla that are earning over 10 billion. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really quite fascinating, I think. And, you know, that's one thing I used to have some stocks back in, back in the day and I have something I haven't really done, but, you know, it really kind of starts making me think about, you know, picking your brain off mic about what I should kind of start looking at doing. My boys, like I said, they've been really excited about it. James, um, my middle son is actually what he's majoring in, mm. in college. He's majoring in finance with a minor in entrepreneurship. So, you know, I just thank you so much for your time today. And I got to learn some fun stuff and, you know, I, I want to thank our listeners throughout the year that have supported us. We've gotten, I think this will be our 22nd podcast and um, our, our listenership keeps going up each and every day or each and every week. I do want to promote a few things on Lady Biz with. So coming up for 2022, if you've had any idea or you're on the fence about executing a business or you just want to take your business to the next level, visit ladybizwiz.com. I have a um, special going um, for the first two months of 2022, five hours. Um, we can do it via Zoom, in person, over the phone of um, two and a half hours kind of going over your business idea and then another two and a half hours of putting a plan in place so you can have a clear path. That's available on ladybizwiz.com under the business products. You can buy it directly online. Um, we'll get together in 2022 about that. Um, the book is available. The quick launch um, guidebook to get your business is available as an ebook on Amazon. And Rebecca just finished um, the paperback edition um, editing yesterday, I think. So we'll have actually a live book coming down um, the, the funnel here in January, hopefully. So Amazon will have a, a paperback edition. And then I'll have some, I think, in my garage coming up soon. And um, as always, we just always thank you so much for your support. If you have any questions, um, Lady Biz, um, questions at ladybizwiz.com. And um, we just really look forward to hearing from you and learning about what you want to learn about in 2022. Ian, I wish you a happy new year. Very prosperous in 2022, right? We hope so. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank y'all.